Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. You have made it through roughly half the homeschooling year. Great job. So this week, we thought we would do a mid-year review and see how you and other homeschooling moms are doing. But before we begin, I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. They make math fun. You can check out their website, teachingtextbooks.com, for a free trial. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay. Hey, Mom. Uh, glad you joined us this, this uh, evening. Just got back from our Christmas homeschool co-op uh, meeting, you know, where they kind of, it's the end of the year where the kids do a little Christmassy thing for some of the parents to watch and um, they have dessert. It was a lot of fun. Um, the kids, you know, all wore Christmas things and did, I don't know, they did line dancing in their co-op this year. So they did that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, and it's fun to show off as opposed to agronomy that's hard to show off um but uh maybe you've noticed that in ben's background uh the background looks a little different there benner uh what's going on yeah so finally i just got so fed up with the uh the office looking terrible and i've been wanting to for a long time so we decided to do shiplap uh, we have a really old house so the walls in this room are plaster on top of like three or four layers of wallpaper and it's super textured and just not really couldn't do anything with it so mom and dad did one wall of shiplap so i thought we'd try it out and it's been going great so it, th this is just part of the room right literally right above what you can see is not done and the whole rest of the room is about half done so i'm working through it in the nights and uh it's definitely i think a big improvement we'll obviously have to paint and you can see there we got to touch up do all redo the trim and everything or paint all the trim and all that so it's been a good project, but uh, been pretty busy and probably won't get it done before Christmas because, you know, it's just crazy, but it's fun. And and Melanie said I look healthier. So, yes, the sickness is over. Even, uh, thankfully, my <laughs> son is a little bit sick, so he's been like laying around a little bit uh, coughing and stuff. But thankfully, me and my wife are back to pretty much normal. So uh, very, very thankful. <laughs> yeah. Hudson looks terrible. I mean, he yeah, had like he a does. he looked. You know, his nose like a looks scab raw. under his nose right now. He's like, I guess rubbed it. I don't know, but yeah, it's his sickness has just been nonstop this year. I feel like compared to some of the past years. So uh, hopefully, it is behind us. Well, somebody's got to ask uh, Ben about the shiplap. You know, if if they've never watched like Chip and Joanna Gaines and whatever their fixer uppers, uh, they they have made the word ship or the two words shiplap famous across the decorating worlds, um, but. Tell them how you made that behind you. I mean, because those aren't, you know, you don't, you didn't go to the store and buy shiplap. What'd you, right. how'd you do that? Uh, I, we did what you guys did, which is basically just take uh, some underlayment, which is like a really thin wood. Uh, I got it from Lowe's for like 13 bucks a sheet, uh, four by eight. And then you just cut it into six inch strips. And then you use a nickel for the spacing, as you can see the lines, and you just start, you know, layering them out and cutting them. And it's really pretty simple and pretty cheap. I mean, I think I only have like, I bought 12 sheets, so 12 times 13, you know, about 150 bucks worth of uh, wood. And I mean, it seems like it'll be close probably. Uh, so it's really, really reasonable and it looks great. And, and it's apparently six inches is perfect for a roller. So, cause you don't want paint in the cracks, otherwise they don't stand out as much. So, uh, yeah, it seems like it goes really well. And since it's so thin, it covers pretty much everything. And you just use a nail gun and, and, and if you're listening to the audio podcast and obviously can't see this on the YouTube, if you go over on our, uh, Facebook page, you can see the live version. You can see what I'm talking about behind me, but, um, so yeah, it's been a fun project. So I'll be glad to get it all done. Well, the really scary news is, is we are like 15 days as we record this from Two Christmas, from which just, no, I yeah, cannot yeah, right. believe that. 
two weeks. That is just oh, scary, and it goes so fast. And then it's going to be over. We're going to start the year, and it's going to be bleak, and you know, and we have to start all over again. Um, but we are in full swing. We just kind of had this kind of uh, uh, discussion um, right before or after dinner. I can't remember which. Uh, all the Christmas videos we want to watch. And now, when I say video, Ben and I had this little discussion just prior to. I'm not talking about like YouTube videos. Because I'm from like the old school where things you watch on TV that were pre-shown at a different time, those are like videos. Um, we used to watch them on VHS, then we went to DVDs, now we stream them. Um, but, you know, all those Christmas classics and uh, some of the kids are like, well, you that's not fair. You started White Christmas last night and because some of them were playing volleyball and our house is getting crazier. So it used to be we'd all sit down and watch a a you know a Christmas movie, Christmas classic, um, but now it's just kind of hit or miss, and people are watching whatever they can. But I thought, uh, you know, Ben came from a family of Christmas nuts. You know, we like Christmas movies and videos and DVDs and old television shows. Um, and I just thought, uh, in fact, we I think we mentioned it last week, maybe we didn't, uh, but you can see a list over at at the Smiling Homeschooler. Um, one of the recent blogs, I have a list of all the Christmas movies ever, just about that I've ever seen. But I just thought, Ben, maybe we'd share a couple of our favorites. What's one of your favorite Christmas movie slash videos? I was last night. We were watching. Uh, for, no, two nights ago, we were watching Home Alone one. Uh, it took us like three nights to get through it because we kept falling asleep and stuff. Uh, yeah, and Melanie just said Home Alone one and two. Uh, love. Love it. It's hilarious. There's a couple things, you know, you might need to mute with the kids, but uh, it's just like the most Christmassy. I shouldn't say it's my favorite, but it is one of my top five. There's like five Christmas movies that are all equal. I could not okay, choose Okay, let me hear your top five. All right. Uh, Home Alone 1 slash 2. Uh, right. the, the Jim Carrey Grinch. I love so That's much. That's a good one. White Christmas is now like, is, or has always been one of my favorite. We watch that one on Christmas Eve now. Uh, let's see, Polar Express and the Scrooge the Musical, which is uh, not many people have probably seen it, but it is, uh, it's Albert Finney, right? Is that his name? Right. Uh -huh. uh, great, awesome, love it so much. Those are my top five. Um, yeah, so those are the top five Christmas movies. I really couldn't choose between them. Uh, and so far, I've only watched one of those. So <laughs> hopefully, I can get through so all of them. So you're going to be cramming. Yes, cramming. for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, because at our house, you know, the, the girls have really liked these Hallmark Christmas shows, and they, they're, like, draining away, you know, our time from the good stuff. Because all the Christmas shows on Hallmark are all the same. You know, boy meets girl, boy comes into, or a girl comes into a town called Bethlehem or Christmas Town. Her car breaks down. She meets the town policeman who helps her, and then they fall in love at the very end. Uh, but... You know that that's that was a pretty good list, uh, and you know, like you said, White Christmas. You, you're you're kind of doing that as your Christmas Eve. Um, I, I think this week even, weekend, even though we haven't really talked about it, is going to be our night under the Christmas tree um, because we've always kind of slept under the Christmas tree one night. Um, and by under the tree, I don't mean under the tree, but like in our family room. And in the past, I think we've always watched Polar Express, mm -hmm. and that's become kind of a, a favorite. But I'm with Ben. I'm a big Scrooge the Musical fan. Um, it's the, you may not even know, maybe you've ever seen it, but maybe you've heard that, thank you very much, 
thank you very much. You know, that's that's the song from that. And uh, we kind of rediscovered it. It was done in the 70s and then kind of disappeared off our radar. And then we discovered it again when the kids were little. And that's been a pra- another one of my favorites. I'm really drawn to um, all the uh, a Christmas Carol, uh, the story. I'm just drawn to the Christmas Carol story. I think it's an amazing story. Maybe that's why we've been telling it for 150 years. Um, but uh, one of my favorite versions is the Muppets Christmas. Um, and I was a little surprised you didn't mention that one. Ben. Yeah, well, I, I do love I love that one. I was just thinking of that one. But my wife hates the Muppets, so she won't watch it, uh, period. So I had to I, I watched like, I don't know, maybe half of it the other day when I had like a few minutes doing something else. And maybe I was up late or something or I think she was gone and I was sick. So I watched a little bit of it. Uh, but that one, yeah, I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. And then obviously, like, they're not really even holy movies because they, like, when I was little, I thought they were longer. But now it's like they fly. But Rudolph is right, obviously right. a classic. And some of those other older ones right around that era. I mean, Rudolph's by far, I think, the standout of those old ones. But um, even the uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, I love that one. Um, there's there's just there's what about uh, one of my favorites is a newer one it's arthur christmas do you like that one ben yeah i like it i don't have it as much as an emotional attachment but i do really like it um it's really good yes ben has a lot of emotional attachments to those early <laughs> memories that are strong yes <laughs> i am a, i'm a sentimental type so actually oh <laughs> eloise at christmas time we oh that's that a good one. One. we that's love that one. one it's super little not well known it's disney so it should be on disney plus but it's not yet but we love that one uh really really good and it just has such a great christmasy feel i love the ones same with the home alone too they both take place at the plaza hotel mm-hmm. in new york and just something about the big city hotel you know super all the decoration stuff just feels very uh, it just gets the feeling across really well. So uh, that's one of our favorite. We just watched that one a couple nights ago. Oh, and then some of the Santa Claus movies are obviously pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I think they probably go downhill maybe after the first, but uh, the second one's not bad. We watched that one last night. Again, so. if you want a comprehensive list, I think we've got everything. And we're at, people are always kind of giving me an obscure one. I mean, Emmett Otter and the Jug Brand Christmas, we'd never even heard of it before. It was like done in 1970-something by Jim Henson and gang. And uh, I don't know if it'd be the whole family at night, but it's kind of fun to watch on Sunday afternoon after church. Um, or like even Santa Claus versus the Martians. Uh, you know, Just fair disclosure, is, dad likes weird movies. So these are not is, good movies. They're just it is, it, it, You have movies. to watch it. If you've never seen it, <laughs> you should watch it because it's cool to see a guy spray painted with green paint and go, Zolar, mm, we yeah. must go now. I'm so, sure. Uh, I think I'm the it. market. <laughs> hey, before we get into our topic, Ben, because we're going to be out of time before we get to our topic, I was thinking, you know, uh, I don't know, last week I asked the ladies on Facebook, you know, um, to get help us husbands by uh, telling us what they like for Christmas or what would make a good present for a wife. I was blown away by all your great ideas. Uh, in fact, I was a little stunned because it made me realize sometimes I miss, uh, you know, doing the things that my wife might like. Um, and I think there were like 125 comments. So there were a lot of comments. Um, but I was just thought maybe Ben, I, I don't know if I even gave you this as a, a warning, but I thought maybe we could help the wives come up with a good present for their husband. Um, and while I'm starting, Ben, you can maybe add to this because I was trying to think, you know, what does a husband like, you know, and, and, uh, I know some of the things that we we don't like 
you know, as a whole. I mean, of course, there's always a husband who likes crocheting. But on a whole, don't do crocheting. You know, we probably don't want, you know, jeggings uh, or the fruit of the month or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we like tools. And my brother-in-law, we were just talking this past uh, over Thanksgiving about, about how sometimes we get tools that they're the as seen on television tools. You know, if it like we just saw one um, that looks like this miracle wrench that you put on a bolt and it can fit any size bolt in the whole wide world and it can just crank it right out. Don't bias that because it doesn't <laughs> work. You know, if you've seen it on TV, uh, it's probably not going to work. No, uh, my brother-in-law were both saying we each have at least, uh, you know, couple tools in our toolboxes that have been given as gifts that don't work. Um, Turned out, but just I was go thinking, to Lowe's and go to Craftsman and buy something nice quality that you'll know, get. At least you'll know it's good. <laughs> ben, ben, I, maybe this is my theory. Maybe men like quality things. You know, because yeah, because so. because you like like good knives and razor blades and uh, just in the car the other day there was a bar of soap. You know, that was like special soap. Really? And I think guys like that. Um, no, I agree. I think there's this huge industry, especially online, of you know people who are super into the, which I mean I'm one of them, but you know they like high quality, um, you know tennis shoes. Not this one I'm not into, but tennis shoes, or they like you know they're they're very precise about their leather, you know mug holders and their wallets and their you know knives and their their keychains and like all this different stuff. And people they like this gear. And I do think if your husband's into something. Um, and you're not sure, you know, because it is hard if someone's really into something like, let's say your husband's really into technology or they, he really likes, um, you know, I, I don't know, something else. You know, it can be hard to buy something for someone when they're really into it and you're not. Uh, but a suggestion is I've done this for my wife, but go on YouTube, look up some big YouTube uh, people that, you know, maybe they'd be interested in. Uh, if they're really into something like that, you can look at a lot of times they'll do buyer's guides around Christmas with suggestions of like things that in that industry. So like, let's say technology, there's tons of tech YouTubers who will know what technology people are into, give some gift ideas versus you just having to try to go to like Amazon type in, you know, let's say your husband's into you know, uh, sports and just typing in sports and buying the first thing, which usually is going to be super generic and they won't care about as much, you know, but quality is fun, you know? So I know like flashlights, a good quality flashlights, fine, fun, you know, or, um, or maybe like a quality, uh, wallet. Yeah. Exactly. You know, one of those saddleback wallets that's, you know, made out of a cow and, uh, or, or something like that. Or if you like sports, maybe it's not the cheap Jersey, that you get at Walmart, but a, you know, a high quality Jersey that you buy somewhere else. I think men really do like things that, that last. Yeah. And I think the number one best thing you could do is Jillian said it here in the comments. She said the family man calendar. So that hey, is exactly yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I think that's good. Um, I think sometimes too, just things that are fun, I think, uh, you know, things that they're, like I said, the into, because like a lot of times, you know, I, at least I don't see, you know, a lot of parents and dads and husbands and wives, they don't buy things for themselves in a lot of times, or, you know, a lot of times it feels like everything has to be practical, you know? And I think Christmas could be a fun time for a spouse to get them something that 
isn't necessarily just to fix something or just to do something they need like, oh, underwear and socks. That might be something you may want. I know I want both of those things, but it's also fun to get something that's just a little bit more, I'm into it or I enjoy it. Maybe I don't even use it that often, but it's just fun to get something that's, you know, gets you excited type deal. Um, but I know that's kind of generic, not really an answer in terms of an actual product because <laughs> it depends on the guy. Um, but I think that, that that's something uh, I care about. But Well, Ben, why don't you give us a commercial and then we'll move over right. to other... Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available and our family has used it for many years and we love it. Their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever. You can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, smartphones, and basically any device that has a browser. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy to understand way that takes the stress and some of the responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that your child is learning and you can check in on their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit the website to check out a free trial of your sample lesson over at teachingtextbooks.com. Thank you to all the support of the Smiling Homeschool podcast. Well, um, this past week, Ben and I were just talking about, uh, actually, maybe just a couple days ago, maybe it was yesterday, we were just talking about uh, what we could talk about on today's show, and Ben suggested, you know, maybe we ask the moms, you know, and ask them what's the best part of homeschooling so far this year, you know, as we're kind of winding down the, the half year mark, you know, what's been the hardest part and what's the been the best year? Uh, again, we had a bunch of comments and uh, we were just going to look at them. So, Ben, why don't you give us some of the. Yeah, I don't want to say some of the better comments. They were all great. Comments. No, they're good comments. But uh, some of them I think are, you know, I just wanted to make sure it was encouraging. Um, but Shay said comparing our, uh, the, the best or the hardest is um, comparing our homeschool to others and my amazing kids to others and letting it and not letting it gut punch me has been the hardest. So, um, you know, that that is something we've talked about. And the easiest was the snuggles, chillax approach to being able to enjoy more of life. So I thought hers were kind of really two of the major things we've talked about, um, you know, as <laughs> really encapsulated here. And I thought that was good. Um, and I would say, you know, I mean, I, I would say the same thing, you know, uh, really some of the moms were a little, <laughs> a little more intense, you know, like, finishing our first Shakespeare play together or, you know, or, or some other things like that. Um, but I saw kind of the pattern. Uh, what was the lady's mom, mom's name you just read? Uh, Shay, I think. Shay? Or Che, I don't know, C-H-E-Y. C-H-E-I, Che, Chai. C-H-E-Y. We'll just say Sally. Um, <laughs> um, was that, you know, really lots of you moms said the best thing is being with my kids. The best time is the relationship, so the being on the couch. Um, and you know what she said about you know just comparing uh it's so amazing to me that even as all the moms kind of spoke you know they they said their good part first and then as they were i could almost feel it like as they were typing in the worst part or the hardest part i could see it almost you know uh blocking out the good stuff because as shay was saying you know the that comparison uh, man, it just kills you. It is hard to see the good stuff when you're comparing to everybody else, you know. And really, uh, even though this is a Facebook, uh, you know, media, or unless you're listening to it as a podcast, you know, Facebook does it to you. And I don't know if you ever feel it, Ben, because I don't think guys maybe feel it as strongly as as women do. Um, uh, I, I might be wrong, but sometimes I feel it. You know, I was at a, a post today and somebody said something and 
as I read it, I just got this kind of pit in my stomach um, that, or maybe it wasn't even a pit. It was just this feeling kind of crept over me that made me feel insecure. It made me feel not so good, you know? And I, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you can't take yourself out of every situation where there's a comparison. You know, you can't not hang around other people, uh, but you can stay off social media and, or maybe limit that. And if it's causing you a struggle, if it's poisoning your soul and sopping your joy so you can't see the good part anymore, I would just get rid of it. Or maybe do it a little experiment. You know, say, hey, for for one week or until the new year, I'm just going to stay off and see how it goes. I, I'm going to bet you're going to feel a little bit differently. Totally. Um, Heather said, answer to both. Recognizing that my twins are very different learning styles, which means find them each a curriculum that works for them and doesn't mean I'm taking all day to get school done. Uh, I think that's important because, I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is that or is the strength of homeschooling, but a lot of people aren't utilizing is that it is every person kid is different and it isn't just going to be one size fits all. You know, that's you see that those kind of curriculums are really popular where it's just Here's the book. Here's everything's provided. You just do these things with every kid. And I think that you will have a lot more fighting, a lot more anger, school all day, things like that. Learn understanding that it is different for every kid and that it's okay. And it's honestly the goal should be not having to spend every day all day doing it because that's not needed. And, you know, I just saw something. Uh, where was oh uh, yeah in the Eloise movie she said nanny which is um, Julie Andrews uh, believes that you know uh, play and you know being able to play and be active is the best going there is for a kid and I think no uh, that's really important not to get because a lot of people seemed like they did have a lot of like oh the worst is making sure I get it all done and it's like well we say this every week. You don't need to get it all done. You're not going to get it all done, and you're just going to stress yourself out and ruin the rest of it. So um, I think that Heather has that gist, and I thought that was good. Um, and that's not just a cute thing to say. That That's the truth. You know, we're not just saying you can't get it all done. You can't get it all done. You know, the public school doesn't get it all done. I mean, teachers get to a certain point, and they just stop, and they don't feel guilty. Um, I thought one of the comments um, was by our own, was by Ben's sister-in-law, um, Sarah. Uh, Sarah said, you know, the best the best part, you know, starting the adventure. And then she wrote the hardest part, continuing the adventure daily or weekly. And I, th you know, and she's saying she has a preschooler. Um, you know, I think that kind of that is so true um because i don't think there's a mom listening right now or a mo homeschooling mom who doesn't think you know hey this is going to be great we're going to start but it doesn't take very long before you think i can't keep this going and uh you know i i hope that's what we do that we just encourage you and keep encouraging you that you're not alone in this and that the good stuff isn't the hard stuff i mean isn't the hard part of homeschooling, you know, like making sure they get up their lesson done and pushing, pushing, pushing. That's not the stuff that lasts. All that stuff that you guys were talking about, uh, about, you know, the snuggly time, the time, the relationship, seeing your kids be best friends. The, that's the stuff that really, really matters. 
Yeah. Uh, one of these, I'm not going to read the, necessarily the best part that she mentioned because, I mean, it's good, but I don't know. Uh, but the hardest one I think is really good because I've not, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Is I struggle with this every year, I think, watching most of my friends get that break from, when the, ki- from the kids when school starts. I know this is for the best. I'm happy with our decision. I just want to break sometimes. What do you think you would say to a mom who's feeling that, you know, this isn't fair, my friends, you know, their kids go off to school and then they get away from them for, you know, a majority of the day. I just need a break. What do you think you would say mid-year? Well, you know, they've just gone through a lot of time with kids. You know, and I know it feels that way, but really, because I think we like, we like the easy part. You know, we like our own time. And you know, you can have your own time. You can put your kids in school. You can have more time for yourself. You can do more funds, but you will miss this short window opportunity of being with your children. Because again, I, and I've said this before, when I had a dad one time who said, you know, what do you do about all the arguing and the bickering? And I told him, you enjoy it. Because I think, you know, even the arguing, the bickering and all the, the you know, the battle of the wills trying to get that's still relationship. You know, if you ship them away, you don't get that. You won't have that. And people will say, oh, yeah, but it's so much better when you get back together. That's not true. You know, the absence doesn't make the heart heart grow fonder. It makes it grow distant. Um, so I would say, hey, you know, if that part, you know, if that's bringing you is so contentious when you're home, I'd figure out a different way to homeschool because I'm going to guess, you know, you're being pressured again by all those external pressures that say it has to look a certain way. They have to cover a certain thing and it just doesn't work and it just brings strife. Um, but I think there's a way to homeschool that brings joy and really, you know how to do it. You're just afraid to do it that way. One, I, uh, you know, we really, really like real. That's something that we really look for. Uh, no pun intended there. But Medley uh, or Melody said uh, best thing that she likes was the flexibility. And I really appreciate her just honesty here. Was she said worse consistency? Our 2019 has been rough, really rough. Even on our good days, it's been hard to get motivated. And I mean, because like honestly, that is true for a huge amount of people out there. And I just really like that she was, you know, so uh, telling the truth because, you know, for a lot of people, it, a year is, you know, can be really tough. Uh, every day can be hard. Um, yeah. And I just appreciate her sharing that. Well, I, again, you know, I think um, the, sometimes I think, you know, we think, why can't, can't our kids get motivated? I think that's because we're asking them to be motivated about something that that is hard to be motivated about. Uh, in fact, I'm going to grab something here. Uh, so I'll be right back. It's right here. I'm not going anywhere. At least I don't think so. Karen said, uh, mom should uh, schedule weekly mom time one or two hours early in the morning away from home can help a ton. I'm, if you I'm can do that, back. I think I'm that's back. awesome. Uh, but, you know, now, definitely try to I'm do gonna, that. I'm going to try uh, not to uh, show you uh, any covers here. But I picked this up just this past week because I wanted to look at it. And it was this. Can you tell what it is, Ben? Looks like a textbook. Exactly. I've got three of them sitting on my desk. And as I was looking through those textbooks, you know, to see how, um, you know, some of the things that our kids are learning, I got to the point early on looking through those first pages and thinking, I could never do this. You know, I could never read through this. I could never be excited by any of these topics, even though when I look at the covers, it looks like a ton of fun. It looks like, you know, it's got animals on the front or whales on the front. But then when I open it, it is boring. You know, it just talks about stuff that I don't care about. I think, you know, 
the way to motivate your children to get them excited about some of those things. And I think it's unrealistic to think they're going to be as excited about schooling as you are. But maybe you can get them excited about the things that they're already excited about. You know, so maybe you look for things that are shorter. Uh, maybe they're more specific to the things that they would be interested in. So a kid who likes sports, get him books with sports. You know, a kid who is struggling in math, you know, get something simple, small bites and plug away and don't expect them to like, you know, be so excited about starting the day um, and keep it short. I, I think that, you know, if if I thought every day was going to be four hours of school, I don't think I'd make it through, you know. But if I knew it was only going to be by lunchtime, we were going to be done. And I'm not just talking about the little kids. I'm talking about big kids as well. You know, they, they can make it through that. Um, so. You know, that's my two cents. Totally. Um, let's see here. Someone, uh, Caleb said, best, I found some really easy, manageable curriculum and books. Hardest, we hit the middle school years, and my son has become quite difficult to even like right now. Um, and I think that one, there was like, that was another common one, was a lot of people struggling with, um, and this is the last one I have written down, but struggling with, you know, a kid or a couple kids who are just, you know, at loggerheads with them every day, you know, um, and being that kid, I know that that is common and it's normal. And from my experience and what got through to me, cause I was, you know, definitely headstrong and still am, uh, is just mom and dad not giving up being consistent. And yes, they blew it. Well, mom's, I mean, mom was doing our homeschooling, so she blew it often, you know, freaked out <laughs> often. I freaked out a lot, but knowing that they were not give up that they truly did care that they would come back and talk to me about it not just you know crack down and never uh never talk to me about specifically you know a thing or whatever it may be um it just it was really i never held it against them and you know hopefully they didn't hold it against me <laughs> but you know so just don't don't feel discouraged if you're not getting through to them right now just keep being consistent keep being loving and i think that down the road it will pay off and they will see that it just may not be instantaneous. At least that's what I think. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right on, you know, and maybe we'll just kind of close with again. I, I wish I could go just th down through and read all the, the best parts, you know, like Amanda said, spending time with each child, cuddle up on the bed, learning together, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to find them. The snuggles, or best part, watching our son emerge as a young man, stepping up to challenges, leading in groups, best, enjoying time together, the flexibility, flexibility of being able to have slower days since my kids are little. You know, uh, uh, from my four-year-old's favorite, uh, favorite is attending our co-op, least favorite is nap time, she said. Um, you know, and some of them said, best time is, the best part is seeing our children as best friends. And again, that would be one of my favorites because our kids, when they were little, they played together because they didn't have other friends. Later on, they became best friends. So even Ben, you know, that he calls their brothers and, uh, you know, and still they, they're their best friends. And I'm telling you, those, those best parts far outweigh the hard parts, but the hard parts can overshadow the best parts if we let them. So mom, 
thanks for um, listening to uh, tonight or as you listen to this podcast. Hey, it is the like 15 days before Christmas. Can I just encourage you? Maybe you start to slow down the school, the homeschool bus, you know, that you maybe you don't put the brakes on all the way. But if you do, I would encourage you to do that. But if you can't do that and you're not, that's hard for you. Maybe you could slow it down a little bit because even the school, a regular school, you know, they start having Christmas parties. They bring in cupcakes. They start doing fun things. They're working on their Christmas play, you know, and that's not, you know, that's not academics. You can do the very same thing. Hey, uh, last, uh, if you are looking for a husband's gift, you know, we still have some you to dad daily calendars. Got one sitting right on my desk, actually. Um, it's a page a day calendar, but here's the deal. We are running out. Even as we were sitting here, I was just looking at the orders. They were kind of clipping in. In the last few minutes, there have been four or five that popped up. Um, you know, we have a stack of maybe just a couple hundred more of these. Um, and I only print a certain amount because I don't want them at the, after the new year. So if you want to get one for your husband for, you know, 20 bucks, including shipping, you got a gift taken, a care, taken care of. If you get it tonight, we'll ship it out tomorrow. Get to you in plenty of time. Uh, but thanks for listening. Enjoy the Christmas season. Check out our uh, uh, Christmas movie list at, at the Smiling Homeschooler. And uh, don't forget to smile. Comment it on the website, the last post, you know. We're glad you could join us for another episode of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Enjoy the Christmas season. And again, we encourage you to take it a bit easier during the season. And enjoy being with your kids. Also, if you want a great gift idea for your husband, go to the Smiling Homeschool website and look for the daily calendar. It will encourage your husband in many ways during the coming year, and it's a great gift. We also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschool podcast. They make math fun. You can check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com if you want to see a free trial or view a sample lesson. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. Surely